Welcome to the Music of America podcast, where every week we visit a different state in America and meet a different guest in the music industry. Every day, Monday through Friday, we begin in Alabama and we end in Wyoming. I'm your host, Tom Pollard. Let's talk music here on the Music of America. The Music of America podcast continues today. We're in Bay City, Michigan, and we're going to meet a band called Them Heels. It's going to be fun. Sit back and get ready, because here it comes. But first, Octave Mandolins, Joe Mendel's signature piece of art, gives you the sweet tone somewhere between like a mandolin and a guitar. It has that mandolin punch, while it also delivers that long sustain and range of a guitar. And he'll build them to your specifications. You might want like an Adirondack top, versus the Sitka, maybe black walnut, mahogany, rosewood, maple, whatever. You select the wood. You select the style, and Joe will make it for you. Your very own octave mandolin. All impart flavor of their own to the tone. I call them Mendel's Mandos. He calls them the octave mandolin. Available at joemendelsfrets.com, the octave mandolin. And right before we did that little bit, I asked the the band, if any of them play mandolin, I was met with crickets. So I'm guessing it's, I'm taking that as a no. So, <laughs> so um, Angela Dodge is the front person for Them Heels. Angela, I'm going to ask you to just go around the room real quick and introduce the band, okay? All right. Um, behind me, I've got Hippie John. He plays bass for us and also sings. And behind us on the drums, we have Tim Reed, who plays drums and also sings. Back over beyond the drums, we have Justin Edward, who is one of our guitar players, who also sings. And um, directly to my right, I have uh, JD, who is uh, also a guitar player and also sings. We all sing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, JD is short for what? Because JD used to be John Davidson, who was the general manager of my St. Louis Blues hockey team. <laughs> uh, uh, Jason Dean is great. Gotcha. My best friend's name is Tom. My name is Tom, and we all we all grew up and hung up together. So he has been called Eckert his whole life, you know. And he keeps saying, <laughs> "Call me Tom. Call me Tom." I said, "No, I'm Tom. You're Eckert." And then and that's it. I just found out I was this week years old when I found out his middle name was John, and he was reluctant <laughs> to tell me. I was like. Eckert, you've been TJ all this time, and we could have been calling you TJ all this time. He's like, oh, I never thought of that. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> usually what I'll do is if uh, people dig deeper than the JD, I'll tell them just deal. <laughs> if they have a problem with that, then they'll... <laughs> <laughs> then they can just deal with it, right? <laughs> right. right. So tell me about Them Heels. What is Them Heels, and how did you come up with the name Them Heels? Let's start with uh, let's start with Hippie John. For me, Them Heels is uh, a band that I got into later in life. Waltzed into a open mic night and just fell right in with these folks. I knew a couple of them beforehand. Um, the name, I don't know how we got the name because I wasn't <laughs> yeah. in the band. Um, but for me, it's a lot of fun. What them heels is for me is I'm able to learn with these folks, uh, all of our original songs, and it's fun. That's the bottom line for a hippie like me. There you go. <laughs> Amen, brother. I don't know if you noticed. So this is audio only, but uh, you know, this is not uh, a wig. This is like my. Yeah, <laughs> 
Okay. Uh, <laughs> both Justin, uh, this is JD, but both Justin and I can offer uh, uh, additional perspective on that. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, them heels is kind of a double entendre, you know. Uh, part of it, part of it is, you know, a little bit about uh, being glamorous, which is mostly just being yourself, right, to the almost extreme, right. Uh-huh. So we talk about big heels, like a like a pair of high heels. Okay. Uh, but in uh, other theater, like vaudeville, uh, the, the heels are the villains referred to as the heels. Right, right? the bad guys. So, uh, I'll tell you a little right to wrestling. <laughs> he's dodging around this. He's dancing around the wrestling uh, uh, connection, and I don't understand why. Oh, yeah. We're... Obviously, a heel is a bad guy. <laughs> yeah. So, and and the heels was taken, and, and I and we just kind of embraced the bad English of them heels. You know, it just sounds dig like them heels. And, and you got to dig them heels, and that's kind of our theme song. So, our, our first song we wrote together. That's funny. So that that goes right up there with getting my hair did, right? Them yeah. heels yes. and get my hair did. Yes. There you go. <laughs> I, I, I get my hair did and go put on them heels, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Brother. <laughs> so, yeah. so then, uh, uh, JD and Justin, you guys were founding members? Well, what happened was um, <clears throat> this uh, social media phenomenon called Facebook uh, brought us together ultimately because we knew each other from a local open mic, but it took Justin posting on Facebook that he was looking to start a project with like-minded individuals. Uh-huh. And uh, so I uh, I messaged him directly and said, I'd like to be a part of that. And it just kind of grew from there. And we shared each other's, we shared, uh, we shared mutual uh, 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 interest in, in odd types of music. I think that brought us together as we, you know the mainstream is is okay and it's popular for a reason, but uh, certain individuals kind of seek the the outer realms uh, for a reason, and, and we were brought together through that. And then through uh, bringing other people into the project, we of course had to we had to make ourselves somewhat accessible to the masses. So we we kind of bring five different influences of of musical interests uh, together for this project. Well, that's interesting. But, but to piggyback off of what JD just said, there was like a genesis to this project like a month or so where it was basically me trying to get me, Angela, and JD all in the same room so we could do something. And eventually, eventually it happened. And did you start with yes. covers to, to kind of feel your way around each other? Did yes. you, or did you come? Okay. We and actually we play full nights when we play out. We can do a whole four hour show, get enough cover. Right? along with our originals but um, it's coach jam was the thing wasn't that the original yeah why don't you talk about i wasn't at coach jam. oh you weren't no. but that, those were the songs that we started with those covers uh and this yeah. was just a local uh bemo's bar which the local bar uh they did these monthly or so uh jams with some very uh it was a loosely knit group of talent uh, a talented group that was kind of leading this uh this this guy who was lessons uh, yeah it was started out with lessons and, uh, oh, okay 
I thought you said I thought you said mushrooms, but <laughs> <laughs> that would be a little more interesting. <laughs> Tim, what's up? I'm what, back here behind my drums. That's what do you as uh, usual. What influence did you bring to the band? Like, what made you stand uh, stand above and apart from other people that were, I guess, auditioning for the position when the position became open? <laughs> that never really happened. It was we just felt together and. And Angela I and said, I played in a band before this. We played together okay. in a band before this. Yeah, okay. I said, hey, I'm a drummer. And I tagged <laughs> along, and so. Um, yeah, I've been in bands for 20, and that was two uh, years in the area. My first band was a original rock band and had uh-huh. a couple CDs. So. Well, they had a band called LSD and the Side Effects. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and that's the band love it. Had. That ties in with my my little mushroom joke there, right? Yes, it does. <laughs> yes, very well. LSD and the Side Effects, and we were just rock and blues covered. Uh huh. You know, we were player, a couple of older guys, and ended up a seven piece, I think, before we ended up. COVID kind of destroyed the band, so. Gotcha. <laughs> so then, the odd man out really is Hippie John, right? Because you, yeah, you the were, four of us started, and then he showed up at our second gig. He was our missing piece. Yeah, we we needed a bass player, and he just walked up on stage and said, "Hey, do you guys mind?" He pulled the bass off the wall at Nemo's, and when we were done, he said, "Hey, did I pass the audition?" We're like, "Hell yeah, come to practice!" It was That's a funny. <laughs> so here's here's hippie John, who's been playing how long? How many years you've been playing, John? I started out on piano when I was about 10 years old. I'm 60 years old. I got my first guitar when I was about 18. I started singing in my first band when I was about 15 in Alpena, Michigan. Um, So I've been playing all my life, basically, starting out as a little kid on piano, singing in some really good choirs and... uh, Music's been a part of my life, my whole, or part of my life forever. And uh, the songwriting, like we're getting ready to play your first song here. It's called Endless. Who, how do you guys come up with the songwriting? Is Does somebody write a song and you all combine your parts in there? Or do you guys corroborate on all your songs, Angela? I verbally vomited all over JD when we first started and said, here's lyrics and words. And then he like <laughs> put some stuff together and came up with these beautiful you know, things that we fleshed out and everything. It's just, it came together pretty naturally, I think. Yeah, you've all, be, you've all been in different projects. You've all, you've all been in different projects. So I didn't know if you said, well, here's what I did with LSD or here's what I did when I was with my band and se- when I was 17 or whatever. And you put those together and then you you mm-hmm. make them your own. Is that what you've done? There's or? been a couple of those um, as far as the, the songwriting goes. There's been a couple that JD brought from this solo stuff beforehand uh-huh. and then like angela said she had a bunch of lyrics that she gave to him and he brought in the guitar riffs and the kind of the arrangements and like angela said we just flushed it out from there okay um but songwriting can happen in so many different ways but so- we, before we wrote before we came up with anything just uh we had we knew the kind of music that we wanted to to uh, to play just based on the covers that we were kind of we knew we liked playing together more than others and the, the stuff that was to be being developed but uh it it was very much uh you know for me it was just kind of i want to just kind of come up with these riffs like 
back when I was first learning how to play guitar, you know, and, and yep. uh, you know, back, like, we we're just kind of a thrash garage band with a little more discipline uh, <laughs> when it comes down to it. Because we, we did have, uh, when all of us had uh, some, some time earlier in the year, uh, consistently uh, a couple times a week where we were really hashing the stuff out. And so while we don't have any, well, we're getting ready to, 2024 is going to kind of be the, the, the like a stream of, of the of the fruits of our labor of developing these songs. So. Gotcha. So who wrote Endless? So Endless was one of the, that was the second song we came up with, and, and it was from Angela's Verbal Vomit. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so that came about um, just uh, bringing it to a rehearsal, and uh, that both that and Hey Baby, um, we were just kind of astounded at how quickly it, it kind of came together and sounded like, wow. A song. Was, that was the first time we played <laughs> that. We were just kind of talking about it. So, you know, it's uh, it had a, a good foundational, uh, not all of them have come together that quickly, but it was encouraging that that, that one did. And it kind of has, you know, I was thinking of The Clash, thinking of a little Elvis Costello, but then yeah. it doesn't, yeah. you know, you know, those are kind of obscure references, perhaps to you know a, a modern listener. But, it, <laughs> yeah. but we don't we don't necessarily uh, think that that dates us because in this day and age, uh, people are pulling references from every era. Sure, uh, sure. I had a had a cat on the other day. It sounded like Dylan, and he was telling me he's like Dylan's one of the biggest influences in his life. This kid was eighteen years old, you know. So, yeah. so, uh, and one more thing about Endless, how much does the current version of Endless sound like the original vomited version that, uh, that Andrew exactly. <laughs> it's, exactly. it's pretty darn close. No um, kidding. That's cool. Down to the time. Yeah. We I mean, fleshed out harmonies and some vocal things. Um, the solos have yeah. you know, been tweaked and it's the Tight. drum things, but everything's tighter, but the, the elemental foundation was just solid from the from the start on on this one. Awesome. So then without further ado, the band is called Them Heels from Bay City, Michigan. We're going to hear their first song here. It's called Endless.
song called Endless on the Music of America podcast from Bay City, Michigan. The band is called Them Heels. We'll talk to them again in a moment and find out about Bay City, Michigan and find out a little more about the band themselves. Hey, bass players, The Bag is a high-quality leather gig bag family of products that are handmade in the United States with the finest craftsmanship and a beautiful, sophisticated, and very cool overall appearance. They're made of some of the finest quality leather and cushion available and meant to last a lifetime. Literally, they've got over 30 years in the leather industry. They're extremely proud to introduce this line of gig bags targeted both the skilled professional as well as the fun-seeking novice. Their hope is that you're going to love the bags as much as they do. The bag from Tony Vaughn Base Bags. You can try their website. It's up and down. It's up and down. That's www.tonyvaughn.com. But it's best just to find them on Sweetwater, Musician's Friend, Guitar Center. Just call The Bag, a high-quality leather gig bag family of products. The Bag. That's uh, that's for you, uh, Hippie John. <laughs> Actually, Tony Vaughn's a pretty cool cat. I, I had a pest control company in St. Louis, and one of my longest-standing customers are cousins to this guy. And they said, you know, I saw about your podcast. I want you to reach out to him. And I reached out to the guy and he's like, yeah, man, I'd love to do the show. I've, we've had a dozen conversations and he's a sponsor, but I don't hear from him and he doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't return phone calls or, <laughs> but you know, so where is, where's Bay City? Where's Bay City, Michigan? Here. <laughs> I guess, I guess we're all doing it. Hold on. Hold on. Let's, let's everybody here. Yeah. So, so Mich- Michigan, Michigan could be called mitten again, right? Because it's like yeah. a giant mitten, and at the base of Here the thumb, at the base of the thumb is Bay City. Well, it's, we're about it's in the bay. There's a bay there where the thumb goes. Yeah, and um, we're about twenty minutes from Saginaw, twenty minutes from Midland. So they call it the Great Lakes Bay region, and they used to call it the Tri Cities, but that's no I got you. And uh, we're about hundred miles north of Detroit. Okay. So I may have gone through there because we've I've taken a bus ride from Detroit to Toronto, Toronto to Detroit. Because I'm a big blues hockey fan, and I used to travel uh, to see the Blues play. Like I sat in Jacques Demir's seats when he used to coach the Red Wings. I sat in his seats before, and uh, went to Toronto. Took a bus ride down. Bus broke down somewhere in Michigan. <laughs> somewhere in Michigan. Probably nowhere. Probably near. nowhere near here. Okay. Okay. <laughs> We're still farther north than that. <laughs> so, what do you all do when you're not doing music? Let's go around the room. Angela, start with you. Um, I do accounting for a uh, analytical testing lab. Um, okay. And for the band, I do do marketing. You know, and I do made our logo and uh, try to try to be the front best front man I can be. Yeah. <laughs> JD? Uh, I work uh, with a doctor in Saginaw um, who actually started a nonprofit organization dedicated to peace and happiness. In addition to being a neurologist, he's a philanthropist and philosopher, writer, and he's uh, not from, originally from Bangladesh. So I, I help him with his writing. Uh, and also help him with his nonprofit. We do an International Peace Day, which is September 21st of every year. We do a peace walk in Saginaw. Oh, wow. 
So it's uh, definitely have the the privilege of, of working with someone who's uh, trying to find peace in a very unrestful world right now. How about you, Justin? I'm educated as a political scientist and nonprofit worker, but uh, right now I operate as an entertainer and a DJ, and I operate a studio, this studio, Todd Allen Music Group in Bay City, Michigan. Well, cool. We need sponsors, so uh, hit me up after the show, and we'll. Uh... You and me, you and me both, brother. No, the, the, I tell you, the, the sponsorship on the show is the best because I don't charge anything. You know, <laughs> <laughs> so it's obviously affordable to just about everybody. Tim Reed. <laughs> uh, I operate heavy equipment. Um, I drive a front end loader for corporate America. Yeah. So I do that in the winter months, and then I do. Uh, sound stage and lighting in the summer months that probably keeps you busier than running a front loader doesn't it <laughs> uh, i make better money at the front loader <laughs> uh, well yeah <laughs> music is what we do for, for a living but the other is what we do to pay for our habit right <laughs> correct sir you are very correct how about you hippie john well, i'm retired yeah i'm living a six-unit apartment house that i keep up by doing the lawn and taking out the garbage and doing maintenance around the apartment. Um, and then my girlfriend owns a castle on Center Avenue in Bay City. And do a little maintenance around there, keep up the garden and the lawn and uh, practice for this band. I got to <laughs> right, practice right. up with these folks. <laughs> so the, um, the, the, the whole point of this whole, that whole line of questioning is when I used to work in radio, I was a bartender, you know, because oh, I was an yeah. announcer, I was a broadcaster. That's what I did for a living, or that's that that was my profession. But what I did for a living was I was a bartender. Because you don't make money doing the other. <laughs> right, 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 right. And uh, it's interesting. I mean, this, this podcast has really opened up my eyes to how hard we all work to barely make a hundred bucks. Oh yeah, <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> And then when you've got the role of like running sound or marketing, you know, you're wearing a couple of hats, you know, so you're working just a little bit more for that same amount of money. Yep. A lot of fun. So we, why do we do it? We do it for what? Because this is what we Nowadays, you don't make money out in these little bars and these little clubs playing around. You got to do it because you love it. Right. And you're having fun because you're not going to make a living playing out at these little clubs nowadays. There's no way. What's interesting is the guys that are closer to our age, hippie Jen, our age, because the rest of these guys are kids, right? They're all they're all youngsters. I too am retired, but these guys oh JD's pointing at himself. JD, you look like you're about forty. It's a podcast compliment. <laughs> oh. <laughs> But what I'm finding out is the guys that are that are older that have been doing this for a long time have found the most happiness, the most joy out of knowing that this is what we do for fun. We're not doing it for money. Money's nice, but we're not doing it for the money. We're doing it because we enjoy performing. We enjoy the esprit de corps of having the band working on something together. We enjoy doing what we do. Uh, sometimes, sometimes rehearsals are more fun than the gigs. Well, sure, and obviously with the uh, internet now, we can we can get fans uh, all the way across the world. Where yeah. sometimes you're wondering if you can get across town to come see 
<laughs> Thank you for the exposure. <laughs> right. So one of the one of the guests I had on here said uh, something about whenever somebody tells you it's good for your band's exposure, you know you're not getting paid. <laughs> <laughs> so the next song we're going to listen to, and I think JD, you referenced this. It's "Hey Baby, Dig Them Heels." So is that another one that Angela brought? That was our very first song. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. And uh same same concept. Angela brought you this uh this vomit filled song and you put it together. <laughs> yeah, and just uh just just uh channeling out some aggression from some uh-huh. uh, power chords that were vaguely inspired by uh punk. You know, we do that was the one thing that we really uh the one thing that was really important uh, that uh, we established early on was the use of uh, the harmonies, uh, the, the the dual vocals, uh, yeah. which figure prominently both in uh, in in both the songs, the song we heard and the one we're about to hear, um, and that is, uh, I think, one thing that sets the band apart too. That we have not one, not two, not three, not four, but five vocalists, uh, and we we try to. Uh, use that to our advantage throughout the night, you know, here and there. I mean, Tim does a great version of Raspberry Beret. You wouldn't expect that from him, but he does. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and then we just kind of, um, yeah. So the vocals uh, on this song, I think, uh, you know, it's just a, a nice uh, kind of uh, decoration. One of the things that I do, I get a kick out of on this podcast is I'll get a song sent to me and I'll think, Oh, I know that song. And then I'll hear it and it's not that song. And a good example of this is Hey Baby. Is that thing of that? Hey, oh. hey, baby. You, you know, you know that song? And then oh, I, yeah. I, I turn on your version. I'm like, whoa, that's not it. It's <laughs> also, you know, I'll go way back. There's the Buggy Hands. Hey, yeah. baby, they're playing a song. The one they used to play when we used to get along. Oh my God! Remember that one? Sadly, I do. <laughs> I, I mean, I was into the Buckingham so much that I knew more than kind of a drag, you know. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Fine. So yeah. So why do we dig them heels? Why is this parenthetically? It's the song is "Hey Baby" in parentheses. It says, "Dig them heels." Self plug. Yep. That's it, just the self-plug. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah and the lyrics are Yeah, right. there, it's, there's a line in there where we, you know, dig them heels. But, uh, yeah, yeah, that... Yeah, it was a, it was a way to uh, you know, call attention to ourselves in our first gotcha. song. We're going to give it a listen, then. The song is called Hey Baby, subtitled or parenthetically titled Dig Them Heels, with Them Heels from Bay City, Michigan, on the Music of America podcast.
on the Music of America podcast. I'm your host, Tom Pollard. We'll get back. We're going to talk tech a little bit with them heels. You know, we've all done this before, right? You find that perfect tone you're looking for, and then the club owner walks up and says, hey, you know, you're a little too loud or something, and you have to change that, which you spent like all evening trying to achieve that, that tone, that sweet spot, right? Well, introducing the Lexi from Landry Amps. The Lexi is a 100-watt amp that has at its core vintage plexi circuit. Uh, the Lexi has a rhythm crunch channel, a boosted lead channel. It has digital reverb, a two-buffered effects loop, depth control, and an awesome voice switch. It has considerably more gain than a plexi does at volumes that range from a whisper all the way to the concert level volumes but it's designed to be played at those lower levels without losing tone the two channels each have their own gain and master volume control but they share the eq so i think that's the key to it right there anyway you can check it out landry amps they have a youtube channel landry amps or just check them out on his website www.landryamps.com which leads me to talking about gear because as I was saying off camera earlier, I, I have a lot of technical people that want to know what people are playing through. And uh, I, I tell people I own guitars. I'm, I'm not a guitar player. I play guitar, but I'm not a guitar player. But I've got a lot of pretty cool toys. So we'll start with, uh, I guess, let's start with you, Justin. What's your guitar of choice? What's your amp of choice? Man, I uh, play primarily through Schecter's. Yeah. I know it's a Schecter. Those are those got fast stacks and humbuckers. And, uh, I uh, my favorite uh, cab to play through is my Harley Benton two two twelve Burke. That's got a couple of Celestion vintage thirties in it. Things will uh, crush most places that I play in. <laughs> and then I'm uh, using the uh, Boss Katana one hundred watt amp head. And if if I don't feel like calling that. Um, I'll just bring out my Orange Crush 60. There you go. Orange Crush, those are fun. How about you, JD? Um, as far as effects go, um, I was uh, running a bunch of stuff, but I've just been using my channel switch mostly. I've been yeah. checking out the Dr. Storch on some of these, these machines, and it's been treating me pretty well. Yeah, I've got the whole line of Marshall pedals that came out, and I've got a Furman pedal board, and I've got a Wawa pedal on there, you know, uh, and... And all I use now is my my foot switch. <laughs> JD, how about you? What do you play? Uh, well, I um, I play a uh, I have a a, a Strat uh, American made, and then also a Gibson SG Firebird that um, I created from uh, our player who and with high school, but I play that with uh, pride and respect and guitar of choice for them heel. I really played it out much before that. He passed away in 1992. And my, um, a friend back here had held on to it. And when I moved, ultimately moved back to mission in uh, mid 20s, um, he, he gave it to me and I, touched by that and didn't play it much uh but in the last year since the band's been together it's been a regular participant in uh stuff but um i play out of a fender too um uh and i have a 
far as pedals, I'm, I like to play my vintage pedal sound. I've got a glass chorus ensemble, so an original rat and and a crybaby. Those, uh, you know, those are kind of my my uh, my Frankenstein palette that I work with. <laughs> I like to throw in uh, the octave pedal quite a bit, but I'm not as uh, nearly as technical with my gear as Justin here. Yeah, he's got a line of. Yeah, I do have a collection of guitars. This is true. Yeah, yeah. How many? Oh man, I think I counted uh, nine or ten the other day. I have uh, uh, two Schecters, a Fender Strat. I have uh, two acoustics. One of them's a uh, Washburn Lion. I have a Esteban acoustic. I have a classical acoustic. I have a Jammy G MIDI controller, which is pretty much a, a guitar that I can uh, hook up to my computer. And then I also just uh, customized a small first act discovery. So we gotcha. go through, we have some guitars here, bro. <laughs> we also got, got this, uh, uh, I have a sound gear bass right here too. Hippie um, John, Hippie John, you play a four string, five string. I play a four string bass on the, uh, on the recordings you have. It's the it's the Ibanez sound gear through an acoustic bass amp. Okay. Five, I've uh, mid eighties Fender bassman, and I own a Schecter Elite a neck through bass that is uh, live. I also own a bunch of acoustics: a Seagull, an Alvarez, a Schecter, Allen. Uh, I got an old Kramer Flying V with a Floyd. Kirk Hammett model, ESP LTD. I own a Fender Telecaster, a couple Marshalls, um, and a bunch of stuff. But with this band, it's the Ibanez Acoustic Amp or live by Schecter through my Fender Basement Amp. Actually, wow. he he failed to mention he just bought a new Ampeg that's lighter than the Fender it's, that he's going to start trying live. Yeah. Oh, wow. and, and then I guess uh, Tim, what uh, what's your drum kit look like? Uh, vintage Ludwig. Um, I've had this kick drum and Tom set since I was uh, fifteen. My first job. Wow. Bought it from the kid who got it from the high school we went to. Um. It's definitely vintage at this point. <laughs> that work. And then Zillion symbols, uh, DW pedals, uh, DW Gibraltar hardware. Uh, I try to use a, a two-ply hydraulic head for all the uh, geeks out there. So I got Remo pinstripe on my uh, batter for my snare. And then uh, Remo, and if I can't find the... Remo two plies, whether it's pinstripe, uh, pinstripe or power stroke. I prefer a power stroke on the tops. Uh, um, I'll, I'll go with Evans heads too. So, I guess that leaves Angela. People don't really think about vocalists playing an instrument, but your microphone is as important to you as as uh, you know everybody else's setup and and rig and whatever. So, Angela, what uh, what's your microphone or microphones of choice, or, or are you that particular about it? I am super particular. When this band started, um, my goal was to 
master the wireless headset and I use a sure wireless headset. Um, I am free to move around the stage and badly play um, hand percussion and just act a fool and dance and entertain <laughs> <Act a> fool. <laughs> and- me up. Um, I do own some instruments, but I don't play them very well. So gotcha. we don't stand out other than the shakers and the tambo and, and my voice. I'll tell you, I'll tell you a shaker story off camera. I don't want to eat up your time here, but I'll tell you about uh, an Aerosmith song and a shaker in a minute here. But uh, we're going to get into your last song here, and it's called On the House. Who wrote that one, JD? That one was uh, 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 a little further on in our evolution, and that was another song that uh, Angela's lyrics turned into this. Uh, um, this was. Uh, showed a little more growth with the band because uh, it was uh, introduced some dynamics that we were um, I, I like to joke it's our Zeppelin 3 uh, sort of uh, <laughs> song uh, in the sense that it doesn't start out as bombastically perhaps as the other two but it yeah definitely- well we give it a listen to right now and this is Them Heels and the song is called On the House Yeah. 
Bay City, Michigan, here on the Music of America podcast. And guys, kids, ladies and gentlemen, this is the segment we call Shameless Self-Promotion. So, uh, Justin and JD, you guys have other projects that's not them heels. So give us a minute about uh, each of you, about what you do, where else we can see you, hear you, support you. Uh, Justin, you've got the studio, for example. Maybe talk about that for a minute. Uh, sure. I do operate a studio out here in Bay City, Michigan, where I, uh, uh, in addition to them heels, I have a few other projects. I operate as a DJ here in Bay City. I go by the name of DJ Kit. That's K-I-T. You can find that on Facebook. Come follow me. Um, I also have a noise band called Pork House, H-A-U-S, it's spelled and um, that's just a little fun project. And then my most serious solo project is called Human Shield. Uh, that's one word, and that's a music and video project that I uh, that I produce myself. How fun! How about you, JD? Uh, yeah. So I have uh, a couple uh, prior projects that uh, that still have uh, various. Uh, uh, times of my life music out there one is putty tat which is a which is that's p-u-d-d-y-t-a-t like i taught i taught putty right, tat. Right. that uh that is a kind of a, a politically active uh kind of uh, uh protest band that i put together in the mid 2000s uh in support of john Kerry's failed presidential bid uh, but um, at any rate, uh, we there's some evergreen songs uh, in support in support of the Democratic Party uh, that are um, sometimes make it out during election season. Uh, <laughs> and then another project called JD and the Salingers, uh, which was um, had an album out. Uh, we we had had the great idea to to release an album right before the pandemic, and so it kind of fizzled out, and the band fizzled out, and uh, but uh, that um, solo projects. I have a project actually. Justin is going to be joining me for this show on December the eighth. We're doing uh, a celebration, a peace celebration on the anniversary of John Lennon's death. This is going to be at Lolo B's Lounge in Bay City it's on Lynn Street off the, the very safe Midland business, uh, Street Business District. And then, uh, so that's December the 8th, the uh, anniversary of John Lennon's death. Uh -huh. um, and uh, again, in support of peace and uh, time to uh, put out the energy for Uh, yeah, so that's that's I don't want to overflow with too much. All right, well, then let's go to uh, how about you, Hippie John? You got anything, or, or you want to just talk about them heels? No, I want to talk about me. Okay, <laughs> Sagittarius. Um, I like to ride my bike around a lot, you'll see me riding around Bay City. I walk. Uh, I'm a Parkinson's patient. That's what uh, I want to get across. That if you've got this disease and you manage your medication and you stay active, uh, you can still live a full, good, fun life. And uh, I'm doing it. I'm I'm proof. Right on, man. That's great. Cool. Okay, Tim. Uh, I'll 
promote the band a little bit before I go into my personal stuff. Uh, we have a New Year's Eve show in Mount Pleasant at the cabin uh, that I'd like to promote. Uh, Mount Pleasant, Michigan, CMU, Fire Up Chips. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> not there, but, uh, you know, hey, root for the home team, right? So uh, I love, uh, love a good college town vibe at a club. So we love yeah. to play schools. Uh, and then next year we also have uh, April. What's the Saginaw, Saginaw on stage? And I don't remember the dates right off, right April off hand. 16th, maybe? Mid-April. Yeah, so Mid-April. Saginaw, Michigan does a, a lot of talent in this area. Um, Stevie Wonder born in Saginaw, Michigan. Right, right, right. Larry McCray. Yeah, Larry McCray is a blues artist that still lives in this area. I've worked with a lot. Uh, uh-huh. uh, doing the sound and light thing uh, past 25 years in this area. I've worked with a lot of the local music Michigan acts. Dick Wagner, who was Frost and the Bossman. Later days, he wrote songs for Alice Cooper. Wow. Okay. Anyway, so to promote myself, that's the sound and lights, staging, equipment. Uh, you get a hold of me on Facebook. If you're in the area, and it's Tim Reed, R E E D. Yes, sir. Two E's. Very good. Okay, Angela, you're betting cleanup. Tell us how we can support them heels. Where can we find you? Where can we hire you? Where can we buy your music and your merch, et cetera? Well, next year on maybe the end of this year, we're going to be heading in, getting some recording done, hopefully get that first CD in the books. Um, So we will have that for sale on our website, which is themheels.com. I will be updating that. Uh, all the time. We do have t-shirts available, stickers. Um, we always have merch when we're out with us. And um, it's pretty classy logo I made there, so you should buy it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have, uh, we book gigs right now with Tim's work schedule. We are available on Saturdays, Saturday evenings, if we're not already booked. Um Again, you can find us on our website. You can find us on Facebook, also just facebook.com forward slash them heels. We do have a new YouTube, which is um, YouTube forward slash at them heels. Everything's real simple. <laughs> so and, simple um, that even I could find it. <laughs> yes. But yeah, we're, we're pretty easy to find. Um, and we're excited to be working on this project and excited to have the opportunity with your show. Yeah, we're excited yeah. to have you on here. I can't wait for that CD to come out because you guys have so much energy and 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 history. And that's fun because that all comes together in presentation, I think. When you got the, the energy and the, the symmetry that, that them heels presents or presented to me today. So it, it, I'm excited to get your CD. It'll be fun. Guys, thank you. Thanks again. The band was Them Heels, Bay City, Michigan. Up next, we're off to Rochester and Sunny Blue and the Moons.
You've been listening to the Music of America podcast. If you like today's show, please go to the website at www.musicofamericapod.com or our Music of America podcast Facebook page. Like us and follow the show and episodes. We tally the votes of all our shows, and the most listened to shows will be rebroadcast on our best of shows at the end of the season. I look forward to having you with us again and listening to the Music of America.